Unlimited Influence podcast, episode 64. The biggest benefit from having your own business is freedom, the freedom to work when you choose, to create the income you want and to create your perfect life. The reality is it's not always easy though, so it's important to surround yourself with the right people. Join us in my free Facebook community at The Freedom Fast Track and surround yourself with a network of business owners and entrepreneurs who are out there walking their talk just like you. The Freedom Fast Track, because it's time to take your business and life to a whole new level. everyone, Samantha Riley here and I'm super excited to be welcoming today's featured guest, Paul Ames. Paul started Sky's the Limit Career Counselling, which he named after his three and a half year old daughter because of his own stress and frustrations in his career. After job hopping through his 20s with no passion for anything he did, he found his biggest weakness became his biggest strength in helping others avoid the negative emotions and feelings he experienced in having no career direction. Paul thrives on helping others and building effective relationships and has been featured in various media outlets like WA Today, The West Australian, The Age, SMH and various national and international podcasts. He was the winner of the NIFNEX Influential 100 Small Business Award for 2016 and operates a successful show called the Career Breakthrough Series where he's interviewed some of the world's top career change, mindset, peak performance and entrepreneurship experts. Welcome to the show, Paul. Oh, thank you, Sam. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, yeah, I love the conversations we always have. Yeah, I, I love them too. Sorry I tripped over in your little in your little intro there. It wasn't intentional and I'm not oh, going to bother cutting it out either. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was perfect. That was brilliant. Uh, so that was a super brief intro, Paul, and I'd love you to pull back the curtain a little and give our listeners a sneak peek into who you are and what makes you tick. Yeah, definitely. Um. So basically, I started my business um, mainly through my own frustrations and stress, pretty much like a lot of us, not having any career direction or guidance in high school. So I pretty much, my parents, you know, didn't really help me. They just kind of were in the opinion of just get a job when you finish school, you'll be fine. Just make money, you know, pay your bills and, you know, set yourself up and save. So I didn't really get much help there. Likewise, in school, I kind of just floated through high school, frustrated and confused, used to wag school heaps and, yeah, just missed like... Yeah, had nothing there really. School felt like a bit of a failure to me. So I did the same, finished high school, pretty much still had no direction and job hopped all the way till I was 30 years old. And then something suddenly changed in my head. I went, Paul, you need to sort your shit out and sort out what you're doing in your life. So I basically reflected on, you know, some of my you know natural abilities and things that I was really good at. Um, and I always noticed that a lot of friends always came to me when they had problems in their life. And I was quite effective and it just came easily to me to be able to help them and help them push through some of their issues. So I thought back, you know, what the biggest thing that was a struggle for me is, um, yeah, career, there always been something I, I, I didn't want people to go through the negativity and, you know, horrible feelings and bad, bad feelings that I went through. So I pretty much started Sky's the Limit and just haven't looked back. It's awesome. And really... I'd love you to tell us before we even start, because there's a couple of things I want to tap into there. What's yeah, your business sure. now and who do you serve? Yeah, so my business now is um, Sky's the Limit Career Counselling. So I changed up my market and my niche quite a bit. So I initially started working with students because that was obviously one of my biggest pain points through high school. Uh, I ran into a lot of issues there where the students wanted me to work with them, but their parents wouldn't want to pay. 
or likewise with the parents wanting me to work with students, but the students wanting to not wanting to engage. So I changed up and I've worked with this niche for probably about a year and a half now is working with a professional market which is mainly professionals who are in jobs that they just find themselves miserable. You know, they find themselves clock watching every day, uh, waiting for the day to finish. You know, you're struggling to get through everything and, and they're just not finding any enjoyment in their life. So since changing up that uh, niche, I found myself a lot more profitable in my business and able to relate and help people a lot more. Obviously, with my previous history in local government and, you know, working in a corporate setting for quite a long time, um, I'm able to relate to a lot of my clients on a personal level and, you know, some of the feelings and emotions that they've experienced. So, I find I'm able to tap into their needs and wants a lot more effectively. Yeah, totally. Um, What I was hearing there was something really, really important that some people may have missed in that what you were doing, which was really needed, which is working with teenagers, and I believe it's really needed because I've, I've got teenage children myself and I'm surrounded by a lot of teenage children, is that I don't feel that the school system is giving them the support that they need. You know, I was just seeing, saw a post today by an entrepreneur. I, I can't even remember who it was, but he was saying, you know, when he was at school, he, he wanted to be an entrepreneur and he said, but his you know, it wasn't on the list of recommended careers, you know, exactly. at school. So, but you you got that feedback from the market that that's not where you were going to get paid. So, you had to take that feedback and pivot and move to, you know, to a direction where you were going to get paid. And I find Definitely. that a lot of people get caught up doing what they they love and they know that people need, but it is you need to have the bills paid too, right? Exactly. That was probably one of my biggest things, obviously, coming from like a, you know, quite a heart-centered sort of place. I wanted to help everyone, but it actually took a, a previous business coach to say to me, oh, Paul, it's a business. Cash flow is king. Without that, you're going to crumble. You're not, you're just, you know, it's just a hobby to you. You're not really doing anything with your business. You're not growing. You're not scaling. So, it took me and, and one of my good friends, um, she actually helped me repackage a lot of my services and my options. And I find I found that since doing that, um, I find it a lot easier to, you know, help people out and give them, you know, really value-added services, like really value-added packages that can help them in all elements of their career. Yeah, cool. And I do want to touch on there for anyone that's that's listening in that does have a teenager that is struggling with the uh, the decision of what they want to do when they leave school. Paul interviewed me on the Career Breakthrough Series podcast oh, last year, I think. I can't yeah. remember when it was, Paul. <laughs> but I, as a, you know, 40-plus-something person that know exactly what I want to do, the questions that you were asking get, even gave me more clarity on what I was doing. So, I suggest that that you do go back and hunt and find that podcast episode if you've got any teenagers that are really confused with what they want to do because Paul asked some amazing questions. Oh, thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. Such a pleasure. All right. So, how did you get to the point, Paul, where you were brave enough to leave the job even though you hated it and step out on your own? Can you take us on that little journey? Well, basically, things have been pretty up and down for me. So, I've actually come back to employment because things have been, you know, not very consistent. So, you know, I'm, I found that because of with the family and stuff like that, I've actually had to, to come back to employment for the time being. Um, I've recently hit into a new, few new areas that I'm, I'm trying to target. So hopefully get into the, the armed forces and stuff like that. One of my friends is helping me out there with their career direction and helping them get back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a struggle for me. Like, um, you know, things have been going really good, like where some weeks and months I'll, I'll make, you know, really good income and then others it'll be, you know, pretty inconsistent. So, yeah, I guess I haven't really had that consistency, which, um, yeah, so it, it has been a bit of a bit of a struggle for me, even with um, coaching and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that that's quite a vulnerable share because I, I believe that a lot of people get caught where they have to go back to paid employment or choose to to take that route just to take the pressure off. And thanks for sharing that, Paul, because it's a it's something that so many people face and they're ashamed to talk about it. Where in actual yep. fact, if you take the pressure off and just let the steam out, go back, get some money happening, all of a sudden when the business isn't required, you know, you're not depending on that next sale, things can naturally start to evolve and happen. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, yeah, with the, the job, as I said, from local government, I've um, gone back into like Ranger Security, which um, actually gives me a lot of time off. So I'm able to grow my business. So I usually do like four or five days on and then five days off, which is really good. So I'm able to spend time with the family and grow the business and pay the bills and stuff like that. Yeah, cool, cool. Now, I want to tap into your personal brand because your personal brand and your podcast is how you've built it is quite amazing and I think it's a great story. I'd love you, I'd love to sort of delve into this. But uh, I guess let's start with when you decided to do your podcast, what, you know, what did you decide or why did you decide to do it and how did you come up with the concept of what you were going to talk about? Because there's lots of people that say, oh, yeah, I want to do a podcast but I don't know what to talk about. Yeah, I guess my biggest one was um, I wanted to stick with the the niche market that I had uh, that I've currently got, which is obviously working with professionals who are miserable in their job or potentially struggling to get a, a raise or you know career advancement. So I knew that was my market I wanted to target, and I basically wanted to get the world's top experts in, as I said, all those fields which were uh, career change, mindset, peak performance, and entrepreneurship. Obviously, because they're the things that I can relate to the most and that I love the most. Like, I love learning about business and, you know, everything I can about that. And obviously, everything to do with career, I absolutely love to help people with. So, my big vision for my, my podcast was to basically, you know, build up amazing connections and relationships with some of these world's top, world top experts and, you know, help them share their advice and, you know, give people something they can really take away that, yeah, you know, I could get messages from them saying that, oh, Paul, you've really helped me out or, you know, this advice that you've shared or this guest that you've got on has really changed my life. Like, I just thrive on hearing that. So, I think that was my big motivation behind the podcast. And I, I know that you and I had a chat before we even um, started recording this, but you also have been helping other people to get clarity on the message of their podcast. So, what are a couple of tips that you could provide our listeners with now on how to get clarity on, you know, what their podcast could look like? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've just had a couple of friends just reach out just asking, saying they want to start a podcast and just basically helping them. I think the biggest thing that a lot of people struggle with is a point you just touched on is where they don't understand their niche or who their audience is going to be. I think it's kind of similar to like the business stuff you learn or like working through your niche. What is the biggest problem that you want to serve for your audience? Who is your market? Where do they hang out? What's their age? You know, their income. So it kind of comes back to the same sort of thing as, uh, yeah, n- understanding your niche. So I think that's the same with your podcast. Before you come up with your name and everything like that, I think understand who you want to help, what their problem is that you want to solve by creating this podcast or sharing this advice or information. 
And I, there, from there, I think you can actually create the title and, you know, work out the rest of the stuff like the questions you're going to ask. But I think that's probably the best starting point, just to actually understand who you're serving and what you're going to do to help them. Yeah, great. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Cause no worries. The, the gold in that was don't think about yourself, think about how you serve others and the whole lot does start to come together. Once you understand you know, really what your legacy is, what your purpose is, it, it then becomes very easy to reverse engineering craft that message and, and how that's going to look. So it's super important to be, you know, start at the back and, and start at the end and work backwards rather than try and move forwards, which so many people try and do. And then, you know, you end up going all over the place. You don't know where you're heading. Definitely, exactly right. So your your personal brand, did you have a did you really have your brand before you set up your podcast or you know, was your podcast first? What came what came first? So my business came first. So I started Sky's the Limit, I think maybe two and a half years ago. And then I think my podcast has been about maybe about six or seven months old. And so yeah, I just I've always loved talking to people and you know, finding out people's journey i'm always intrigued by people's journeys and stories like it's so interesting to hear i think the biggest thing obviously like interviewing some amazing people like yourself and like grant cardone and that is i like to get to the nitty-gritty and actually find out the real person behind like a lot of the stuff on social media so like for example interviewing grant cardone was you know getting to see that real side of him and i actually had a few people message me saying wow i can't believe you know the stuff you asked him and you know the questions you got really got me to see a different side of him that's portrayed on social media that's great how else have you there's there's lots of different ways that we can build our brand obviously the podcast has been huge for you what are some other ways that you've been able to build your brand yeah, I, I think the best way, and it comes back to realizing your, I think your natural strengths and abilities is such an important area to understand what you're, what you're naturally good at and what, you know, you, you find the most interesting or enjoyable. So for me, it's always been about, I love talking to people. I, <laughs> I, I just talk all day. I, I could connect with people all day. I, I just love it. Um, and I found that, you know, by understanding that that's my biggest strength. Yeah, and, and working off that to build my brand. I think another thing I shared in the article for the influencer just recently was one thing how I was raised is I've never been afraid to reach out to anyone. I think that's such a key thing. Like my parents always taught me that everyone is the same and, you know, nobody's better than you. Um, you know, everyone, everyone's human at the end of the day. So don't be afraid to reach out to people no matter of their status because, you know, they all had to start at somewhere. Everyone's had this journey where they've started and gone through the tough times. You just don't always hear about that stuff. So I've viewed everything that way. And I think I find when I talk to people who are even, you know, influencers, uh, I've just talked to them like normal people because in the end of the day, they are to me. So I think that's a crucial point for people wanting to move up in their career or, you know, especially with business, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Just you know, connect with them, add a value, add, send a value-added message. Um, don't just send a friend request. This is one of my pet peeves. I know you, <laughs> I know you had a you had a post about this a while ago. It's, don't just send. I've got random friend requests still sitting there because I don't know what these people want. I don't know yeah. why they want to connect with me or what the purpose is. So send a value-added message or something. You know, to introduce yourself, why you want to connect with this person. So I think that's important in all aspects of business and career as well. Yeah, so what I'm hearing there is it's not just about connecting with people, it's about starting off a conversation and a relationship. And Definitely. that's something that you do very well. 
I don't even remember how we connected ori- originally, but I know that we've certainly had a lot of chats because both of us, you know, have very similar messages, I guess, and, and values. I'd love Definitely. you to share with us all because you're, you're really, really good at building relationships. How do you build those relationships or those strong connections with, with influencers? Because there's a lot of people that just say, oh, you know, I want to connect with Oprah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I remember one of them in my Facebook group, they were saying, oh, I want to connect with Oprah. And I said, well, why? And yeah. she was quite stumped. So, can you go more into that? Like, why would you want to connect with people? Because it's not just about the connection. And how do you build the relationship? Yeah, definitely. So, I always look at it that I find their their story or their message really interesting. And I kind of look at it from my, my show's perspective as well and from my or mainly from my audience. Like, I always view it from my audience. I always go, you know, even if like obviously a lot of the people I interview are entrepreneurs or business owners. And what I try and do for that for my show is because my show is so focused on career and progressing in your career, I basically look for the elements of what that entrepreneur or what that person has, a really key skill or attribute that can transfer over to someone to help them in their career. So, for example, um, one of my previous guests who was also one of my mentors got me into podcasting, Victor Ahupeni. He, I knew he did. He was really good with public speaking. He does a lot of pu- public speaking workshops. So... I translated his entrepreneurial message into some public speaking skills and basically how people can, you know, effectively create uh, standout meetings or presentations. So I always look for like when connecting with people, I always look for, you know, what they've done, what really interests me about them, what similarities we kind of have or what where we can really connect and touch base. And I don't know. I, I, I've just always found it easy just talking to people. I think, you know, I just follow up and as I said, being taking that first step and not being afraid to reach out to someone like, you know, most people would think some of these influencers don't answer them their own emails, but majority of the majority of people do. And if you show genuine interest and, you know, take take an interest in their life or what they've done or relate something back to them, quite often they'll um take the time of day to get back to you and, and potentially have a conversation or a Skype call with you. Mm, I do I, you, you mentioned before that everyone's the, the same depending on their status and I yep. do totally agree with that. And what I have found uh, is that when you do reach out to these influencers, that generally they do want to help. They're, there's very few that you reach out to that do the, you know, I'm so up here and you're so down there and I won't have anything to do with you. I find that they're few and far between. I did actually speak to one last night and I I won't be connecting (laughs) with that person again. But generally, you know, people will be happy to get on the phone and have a chat. And and like you, by reaching out and coming from a place of value and a place of like pure intention, that it's amazing who you can actually get to chat to. And and it's so inspiring to be able to chat to these people and have them – you know, give you whatever it needs. They might only say two or three things and, and it helps you in your business. Yeah, definitely. And I couldn't agree more. I think a key takeaway of that is something I shared in my article as well, which is um, connecting with Naomi Simpson. I think another thing is being persistent. A lot of people aren't persistent with things. They think, oh, that person said, no, I'm just going to give up. Whereas me, I'm, I'm so persistent. I just don't give up with things like that or following up on chasing people up. Mm. Um, obviously, I don't bug the hell out of them. But, you know, with Naomi Simpson, I pitched her assistant back in December um, and she said, no, Naomi's too busy because I didn't have much of a following or an audience or anything like that then or much of a show. 
But recently, I was saying she just started her own Facebook group. And I went into her Facebook group, engaged in the content that was there, and actually created a pitch video for her because I love Naomi's books. They've really helped me a lot with um, my career. And, you know, with uh, a lot of the content in there has really helped a lot of my clients with their career as well. Mm-hmm. So I said, how much, of, how much value I actually got from her books and how it related to a lot of my life. And then said, you know, I'd love you to share your journey and message because I feel like there's a tremendous amount of value you could add and, you know, could change the lives of many of my audience. So, yeah, and she actually sent me a message back in there saying, great pitch, I loved it, which I was take, blown away by from someone who, you know, hears pitches all the time on yeah. uh, Shark Tank. So, yeah, that was that was pretty awesome feeling. Yeah. So, there was the, the, two val- the two value bombs that I heard there was one, engage with that person. Don't just come out of nowhere and just go, bang, I want to interview you. It, you yep. know, you went into her group, you added value to her group by, by interacting, engaging. So, she, you know, already knew who you were and that you were coming from a good intention. And two, you did something that was different to everyone else. You did a video and, w- and was thanking her. Um, and yep. then, and then, and then asked if you could interview her to add value to your community. And I think that's fantastic advice. Definitely. And, um, I did the, much the same with Grant Cardone as well. Obviously, he had a book launch coming out for his new book, um, Be Obsessed to Be Average. But, you know, I actually sent a book to Grant's office with a note saying, Grant, you might as well agree to be on my show because I'm going to be persistent and not give up. I, because I knew Grant's personality from, you know, listening to a lot of his live streams and stuff like that, I knew he was quite a, a full on guy and I knew he'd, he'd kind of liked that sort of reply. Obviously, I tailored it for him, not for anyone else. Um, and yeah, actually scheduled the interview with him once he was ready to launch his book. So yeah, I think by, you know, doing, th- thinking outside the box, I think that's been a big thing for me in connecting with these people or, Reaching my, reaching out to my connections, and I found that you'd you'd know as well, Sam, from the amazing guests that you get on your show. Like they they recommend people to come on your show. You connect with a bigger audience. You connect with bigger, amazing guests from your your guests that have been on your show. So it just yeah, builds up like a big snowball. That is so so true because when people have a great interaction or or realize you know who you really are they're actually very open to introducing other people to you and right now you know I've got the most amazing guests being introduced to me because I've been quite authentic in putting myself out like you are very authentic you know there's how you are on social media is how you are all the time and so people know that and they know that they can trust you and um yeah I think that's really really wise advice Oh, thanks, Sam. I appreciate that. So, we've talked about quite a few different things here around building strong relationships, about podcasting and using that to get your message out to more people. With everything that we've shared today, what is probably the the greatest thing that you would want people to walk away with, like the real overarching message to to what we've talked about? Um. I have to say, like, one of my previous guests I had, I think maybe you introduced me to him, uh, Michael Griffith. Mm-hmm. I sure yeah, did. Ma- yeah. Michael, Michael was awesome. Like, I love, you know, the referral network thing. I think that's so powerful and I think that's such a powerful thing that can relate to business and career or any aspect of your life is building up a referral network or building up a, a big network of people. That's the biggest takeaway I got from that. So, I think the most powerful thing you can do in your business or in your life is just keep building up connections with people. Just keep reaching out to people and, you know, actually 
don't don't forget about people. I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously, it's it's easy to do with social media, and we've all got hectic lives. But you know, continually reach out to people. I, I'm I always make an effort to to reach out to people who I haven't spoke to in a while, or amazing business people, and just say, hey, how are you going? You know, how's how's everything going? Saw you've done this. This is awesome. Um, just so you keep in their mind, and you know, you don't lose contact with people. So. Yeah, Michael's thing about building the the networks was just something that really stood out for me and I can relate to so closely. So I definitely have to say that's probably the biggest thing that I, I can share, the biggest takeaway that's really helped me, especially with my show um, and, and in my business as well. You know, I've built up some some good referral networks in that as well uh, from previous counseling places I used to work for where they'll, they'll say, oh, we've referred this client to you just because you've built up that trust and rapport with them. And they know that the, uh, the authentic, the, the authenticity and the, the service that you deliver. So I think that's something you can really take away. Yeah, that's awesome. And I did interview Michael Griffiths and I can't remember what episode it is, but you can look back and, um, and Michael walks through the, the, the way to grow your networks exactly the way that Paul was talking about. But I love that you mentioned then about once you connect with people, you do have, do check in every now and again and not <laughs> checking in like, Hey, I've got this webinar coming up. I'd love you to join <laughs> me is purely like, Hey, how are you doing? Um, yeah. I sent out a, a whole heap of messages this week, just as people, I, the, you know, as people pop into my mind and I know, I don't know if it's just me, but I have people popping into my mind all day, every day. And I used to just think about them and move on. And now what I do is every time people pop into my mind, you know, if I'm busy, I just write their name down. Like I've actually written three names down on my piece of paper just while we've been talking <laughs> that I'm going to reach out and connect with after we've had this chat. Um, yep. But, you know, if, you, if you're not busy and they just, you, you're, you're in the passenger seat driving along and they pop into your mind, just send them a quick text or a, a quick Facebook message. Hey, you just popped into my mind, um, you know, just, ch- just checking in. How are you going? What have you been up to? And it can start some really great conversations and it makes people feel good even more than that. It's actually not even about branding. It makes people feel good. Oh, it's so funny you said that too, Sam. Like, I do that too. I just get someone popping in my mind. I'm like, I haven't spoke to them for a long time. I think I should send them a message. And with the ease of social media and, yeah, you just send a quick messenger post and you're like, yep, done. And, yeah, it's it's something that, yeah, just keeps you in their mind and not think, oh, this person's forgot about me completely. So Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, yeah. That's so cool. Paul, for people that are listening in uh, and they want to stay connected with you, how can they do that? Yeah, if you um if you just wanted to reach out to me on Facebook, it was just Paul Ames A M E S. Otherwise, you can jump on my jump on my show link, which is uh, on my YouTube channel, um, which I'll I'm sure Sam will put in the link in Absolutely. the show notes below. Um, otherwise, just reach out to me at Sky's the Limit on Facebook, which is S K Y E S, or on Instagram, Sky's the Limit Career Counseling. Paul, thank you so much for sharing so much value with us. I absolutely love the conversations that we have and it's been such a pleasure to chat with you today and um, have a great day and I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Thank you so much, Sam, and thank you guys for uh, taking the time to have a listen to today's episode. I really appreciate it. The biggest benefit from having your own business is freedom, the freedom to work when you choose, to create the income you want, and to create your perfect life. The reality is it's not always easy, though, so it's important to surround yourself with the right people. Join us in my free Facebook community at the Freedom Fast Track and surround yourself with a network of business owners and entrepreneurs who are out there walking their talk just like you. The Freedom Fast Track, because it's time to take your business and life to a whole new level. 
Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unlimited Influence Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at theaccelerantgroup.com. It's your time to shine.